Hello, and welcome to the Polymer Clay Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Holden. This is a space for all things surrounding polymer clay, for education, growth, community, and art. For this week's episode, I decided to test out the Sculpey Primo Opal Clay. I bought the two-ounce package for $2.99. I was on the Sculpey website looking for different clays to test for the podcast, and this one seemed interesting. Now, full disclosure, I'm usually not a fan of sparkly clays. I like a nice shine on my earrings, but I'm not 100% in on glitter or shimmer in my polymer clay. But I figured this one could be interesting. So first of all, the image on the website does not match the product as it arrived to me. The product in person is so much better. I like the physical product a lot better, so I really don't mind that it didn't quite match up. This is a translucent clay with lots of iridescent flecks. They did a good job of matching the colors in the iridescence to what I think opals look like. And I've gone back and forth on whether I think the overall effect of the clay is a little too beige and if it should be more white, but I think they did a really good job of making this clay. And I think the final products turn out really pretty. I rolled it through my pasta roller to make some shapes to cut out for earrings. I struggled as I was cutting out the shapes because the iridescent flakes are larger in size and did not break apart with my cutter. It felt almost like cutting through clay with bits of confetti inside. Cutting the shapes was not hard. It was the part where I was trying to detach them from the slab. The pieces just kind of caught in between the two sections I was trying to separate. And I ended up with rougher edges than usual. Sanding these shapes proved to be a little difficult. The confetti iridescent pieces stuck out and were quite hard. My sander just did not wanna wanna work with them. The felt sanding attachments had a lot of trouble with them and I ended up having to pick out some of these iridescent pieces from the edges and my edges did not get smooth enough that I would feel comfortable selling these pieces. A few days later, I realized that I should have tried one of the tougher sanding wheels that came with my Dremel, like one of the sandpapery type ones, but I'll have to try that another time. I'll be really excited about adding these pieces to my collection if I can get the edges smoother. I do like the translucence of the clay, and I think the translucence helps make it look more like real opals. You can see different layers of the iridescent flecks, and that lends a unique depth and realness to the clay. It's really a pretty clay body, but I think you have to have the right application for it. On one set of shapes, I decided to extrude a coil in pink to wrap around the edges. I really liked how these pieces turned out. I liked them a lot more than the plain ones I made because the coil around the edges hides the rougher bits. However, I don't really have a clean way of joining the seams where the extruded coil meets. At least, I'm not skilled enough at that yet. So I will think about a way to maybe use another shape um, to help hide that seam. Because of the iridescent bits, I don't think that the top of this clay ends up as smooth as regular polymer clay. I have plans to make a buffing attachment for my Dremel for an upcoming podcast episode, so hopefully that could help solve this problem. I coated some of my pieces in UV resin, and while the pieces were under the lamp, they glowed around the edges. I love it when the clay glows under the UV light. It's like a fun little hidden surprise. The areas where there was resin did not glow, which I found interesting. I liked the look of the resin on top, but I also liked the clay without the resin too. 
I think the resin layer adds a clarity and definition to the iridescent flakes. I don't think adding resin would make or break your project. I think it's just a different look that you might end up with. I think this clay would be really cool if you are making a shape that doesn't have edges, like if you're making beads or something like that. Or if you made a cabochon in a bezel setting where the edges are hidden, kind of like how I tried to do with that pink extruded coil around the edge. Somehow just fixing that issue of the rough edges, I think this clay would be great. I liked this clay way more than I thought I would, honestly, especially given the image on the website. Although, to give Sculpey credit, this would be a really difficult product to photograph. I would recommend trying out this clay. I thought it was a really neat experiment, and I think it could have some really neat applications. I think you just have to find the right one. And I, there is a learning curve on sanding the edges, but I think you could get there. On an unrelated note, I bought a new extruder, and so far it is amazing. I bought my old extruder at a creative reuse store in Baltimore called Scrap Be More. I will link them in the show notes. They are a wonderful place with a great mission. That extruder worked really well, and I was thrilled to have the chance to find one at such a discount. The one thing was that it had a push plunger, and it was really hard on my hands to push down on the plunger to extrude the clay. I found that I was avoiding creating styles that needed components made with an extruder. So I recently bought an extruder that has a plunger on a screw, which I will link in the notes as well. It is technically sold for use with fondant, but it is handled polymer clay just fine. It is so much easier on my hands to work with. I've only used it twice, including on this project with the opal clay where I extruded the pink coil, but I'm really excited for the potential this tool has. Thank you so much for listening to the Polymer Clay Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Holden A Note. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a rating to tell your friends so that we can grow this community. For more information and to sign up for the newsletter, please visit www.holdenanote.com. The music in this episode is Bright Wish by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license.